Hey everybody, big apologies for the sound quality in this episode. It looks like the microphones didn't initialize, so the software used the microphone built into the computer. So I'm nice and loud, but everybody else is really weak. We did what we could to bring it back up, but uh, only so much we could do. Hopefully you can enjoy it all the same. A pitched battle occurred, and unfortunately, one of you didn't make it back out intact. Oh. And he says, the thing is, this guy's only mostly dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here, this is really expensive stuff, have it. Okay, so we are having a skills challenge. But I'm not dead dead. He's only mostly dead. Chapter 66, Relic of the Past Three, The Search for Moon Over Mountain. Okay, so... At the end of the last episode, you guys had been successful after a fashion. Um, Gelchabar had contracted your assistance in trying to investigate the Mad Mage's shack out in the middle of the Mare. And you guys did indeed get in there and discover the secret to it. Apparently it leads to almost an extra-dimensional space. But it turns out that the residents of that extra-dimensional space aren't real happy with you. And uh, a pitched battle occurred, and unfortunately, one of you didn't make it back out intact. Oh. <laughs> Moon under mountain. Yes. Under dirt. Yes. Six feet, Six feet under. <laughs> anyway, um, so we pick up uh, here on the edge of the mare. Galchabar has just dropped you off on his magic carpet and immediately headed back out into the mare to uh, uh, go to whatever business he had planned. And uh, um, you guys sit there with your dead companion and you carry him uh, in state back to the great tabaxi library, uh, where you know there is a druid who you hope could reincarnate him and bring him back to life so he can help out. Um, so um, let's pick up with you guys back in the uh, camp and let's go around the table and identify who all we have here for this party. So Owen, why don't you start us off? So I am Red Sunrise. I am a mystic and um, I am like a orange tabby. Uh, I'm Drew. I play Black Crispin. I am a paladin with the Oath of the Ancient. In your uh, tuxedo pattern, right? Nope. <laughs> he's, he's an older tabaxi, so he actually has signs of gray. Okay. I am Melanie. I play Jade Claw. I'm a ranger, and I have golden fur and bright green eyes. And then finally, our new addition to this. I'm Matt, formerly Moon Over the Mountain. But today I play Call of the Wild, a tabaxi druid, 
It was gray with green eyes, a short tail because it had been bitten off at some point. Mm. Yeah, truly a wild looking character. Okay, so um, you guys have brought back Moon's body and uh, arrayed in, in, in state there. And you go on a quick quest in around the village to try to find Call and try to get him to reincarnate uh, um, Moon before it's too late. Because you know that uh, it only, you only have 10 days to do it or else, you know, all deals are final. Alright, so um, while I do that, I'm going to break off and go back to my my place to retrieve something from my room. Okay. Helping. Um, I will look for the druid along the way, and I'll lay back when I tie back into the druid. Okay. Um, so actually, everybody just roll me a d20. Except Matt, obviously. Do I add into it? No, just roll a d20. 17? Natural 20. Okay, so Jade, being the excellent tracker she is, uh, runs into um, Call first. Or do you want to be Call or do you want to be Wild? I'll be Call. Okay. And what do you say to him? Um, uh, we need a really big favor from you. We heard that you can do some magic, and we have a dead friend. So I look up from the small bonsai that I've been nurturing, and then my eyes go big. Dad, take me to him. Take him to him. And unfortunately, Carl, um, while not bosom buddies, you do know Moon. Um, everybody that hangs around the Tabaxi Library knows each other at least to one degree or another, just, uh, just because you can't avoid each other. So... Solemnly, I inspect, inspect the body, listening for the heart, you know, checking the eyes, verifying there's no, no dilation. I'm like, oh. And he says, the thing is, this guy's only mostly dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fortunately, I do not have the skill to make the Miracle Max pill. So I said, but, but a member of my order might. And, and uh, Call, you do know that there is a druid circle high in the mountains above you that um, the upper echelons of your order maintain. Um, it's a place of pilgrimage. Only one of the higher-ups will be found there at any one time, but always one of the higher-ups can be found at that druid circle. Well, one of my order can do this. They're in the mountains. Uh, but we have just a short amount of time. We were going to do this magic. Yeah, and it's going to be a couple of day journey up there to the least. Now, roll for me religion check there, Call. Okay. And do it with advantage because you obviously are in the order. 18. Okay, um, so the one thing that occurs to you is that the um, spell requires a thousand gold pieces worth of valuable unguents and oils to uh, perform. And uh, you may find a couple of those around the Great Library, but it's they're all pretty unusual things. The closest place you guys can possibly think to uh, acquire them uh, would be on the uh, docks at Colesque. How far away is Colesque? And uh, so we've um, already figured out that it's about three days away. Walking? Yeah. So, um, 
um, that will, you know, making your best speed possible. And obviously being tabaxi, you're not going to be riding into town on, you know, the backs of horses and you're going to have to sneak in and sneak out again to, to maintain your, your anonymity. Um, and then how many days from Kalesque to the mountain? Um, basically the mountains are just uphill from you, maybe a day's travel. So you've already spent a day of your 10 and you'll have to spend six more going to Kalesque and back. And then one more up there. So it gives you a couple of days of wiggle room just in case. All right. Well, I think so. It's, uh, I relay that information. We must leave now. Do we have a, a, a thousand gold piece pieces? Can we get that from the library? You, but you could probably take a collection up of all the people that knew Moon and uh, then uh, gather those up. And, and sure enough, you know, you go around and, and uh, let, let it be known what is needed and uh, the funds do pour in. And uh, pretty, pretty quick, you've got a fistful of gold and platinum, enough to buy the, uh, the unguents you need. Well, then I think we should make haste. Okay. Definitely, definitely. Have we had a chance to do like a long rest? Oh, yes. You are at max. Okay, so if I could have one of you guys put any one of the minis on there. Somebody pick a mini. Okay, good. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be Jade is, is your mini. Okay, so we are having a skills challenge. Yay. And um, actually, let's go and put a bookshelf in there. Okay. So, and here is the skills challenge. It's wide open. So whatever you guys can do to further your journey there or back, uh, whatever skill you can apply to that. Um, and you have to get uh, eight successes before you get four failures. And um, and actually, no, sorry. And this is to get sorry. to where? To Kolesque. Okay. And uh, then back again. And um, so who's going to be the failure token? Okay, so red, red will be the failure token. So, uh, Jade, you've got to get off the far end before you rack up too many on the back end. And here's the deal. The amount of failures you get between getting there and back is the amount of extra days it's going to cost you. Oh, no. So, um... We can't fail. Yeah. yeah. It's not like fourth edition we could uh, action point and try again. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so who... So we each... Okay, so give me initiative rolls. So start out uh, with... Uh, Call eight and Jade ten and black thirteen going right in order and red five and broke the order okay very good so uh, black you get to start us off so you guys are starting out of the Tabaxi Library heading for Valis Calii and then obviously you'll hook a right hand turn at Valis Calii and uh, and then go off to Kalesque. So what, what skill are you going to use to further the group's travels? Um, you could use, for instance, stealth to try to... Uh, to uh, yeah, but my stealth is yeah, To uh, stay hidden. You could use uh, straight-up constitution to do, you know, an endurance check, essentially. Um, and you use um, the same think, skill, or you have to do a different one? So you, you have to do a different one each turn. Um, so you can sw you know switch back and forth between the same... Two, if you wanted to, 
but you can't use the one that was used right before you. Okay. Um, that's the uh, initiative roll. So we're using Rodrigo's rules. Athletics to try to you know find a, eat a speedy pace that everybody can keep up with. Okay, so you can use athletics to run along. Yes. So give it a roll. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Yes, no problem. You you say let's go, guys. Let's take this at a jog, and you just take off running. Okay, and then Jade goes next. Okay, I'm gonna use uh, stealth to try to see if I can escape. Okay. Total is? 11. 11? No, that is not a success. So one failure there. And um, basically, yeah, you're going along and um, you're doing your best to uh, stay hidden. And sort of like the last time you guys went to Kalesque as Tabaxi, you you cross a road and, and unfortunately somebody will see you and you guys end up having to double back and, and uh, detour way out of your way just to possibly make it there in time. Uh, or make it there with un unseen. Okay, so call. What's what are you gonna do? I'll use survival. Okay. To see if we can find a way through the, the brush. Yep. Eleven plus six, seventeen. Okay, no problem. You keep everybody on ta task, and you guys are able to pull into Ballas Calliai after the first day. Um, because. Uh, Jade didn't do such a great job. I'm going to uh, lead everybody in the stealth department. Okay, so you're going to go uh, and try to keep, keep everybody from stepping on sticks and crossing roads when they shouldn't. Uh, 18? 18, yes. So uh, you, with uh, Red's good advice, you guys are able to stick to ways less seen and, and ways that are uh, less traveled and, and stay out of the prying eyes of the... Uh, other races here and far. Okay. Okay, and back to the top. So black is to go again. Are we still in town or are we out of town? Um, you guys could be in town if you want to be in town. Um, I'm just trying to think because I'm not highly simply using persuasion. Um, um, get a better deal. <laughs> yeah, uh, doing a quick scan for those those expensive uh, thing, uh, and and oils. Yeah. I want to see if I can get my persuasion to find them. That may not have them. Okay. So you're going to try to persuade the uh, the elves to look through their stocks and, and help yeah. you out. And, and obviously, this is not something, I mean, obviously, the elves are pretty magnanimous, but this is not yeah. something to be inclined to do just to go through and here, this is really expensive stuff. Have it. 24. Yes. You actually, uh, you, you talk to him in, in low tones and, uh, and with a great sympathy in your eyes. And uh, they, you know, your pleas fall upon their ears and, and they go and, and look through their stocks and, and actually come up with about half of the stuff that you need, which is kind of nice. So we're like halfway to where we want to be. Yep. So I'm going to try to use investigation to try to search for more people that have the stuff that we need. Thirteen. Okay, so let's say at this point in time you guys have snuck all your way over to Kolesque and Red sneaks into town and, and is looking for shops that might possibly have it. And yes, she does find a number of shops that have uh, these things. And not, and not to mention ones that, that are actually friendly to Tabaxi already. So it's not like you're going to have to break cover to, uh, to go. So six successes and only one failure so far. Not too bad. And next up is... Uh, call. 
So I'm going to do a wisdom check to decide which of these shops would be most suited to contain the uh, oils and oils. Well, that's just what... Uh, yeah. Well, essentially found what some shops, right? Yeah, yeah. I found some shops. So, but it would be essentially the same thing. It would be uh, investigating the shops, so we have to pick something different. I can still do wisdom. Mm -hmm. so we got religion. <laughs> yeah. And uh, religion is Well, I could do stealth, that's yeah. but that's sort of doesn't quite apply here. Well, you could you could use that to sneak into town that night to go and, and make your uh, purchases. Final purchases. That sounds good. Okay. So you're gonna you're gonna use stealth to sneak into town yeah. and, and see yeah. if you can uh, get to the twenty nine. Okay, no problem there. So uh, so call <laughs> leads you guys sneakily into town. And uh, you guys go to the back doors and do your uh, your uh, little raps on the doors, and and uh, you uh, end up, you know, getting in there and, and getting all the stuff you guys need. So now we have all the ingredients. Yeah, we're back. Um, can I use nature to find the quickest way home? Um, that would be more survival. Nature, though, would maybe help you, yeah, get through. Like the denser part of yeah. the forest. Yes, and actually, that would still be a survival, actually. And yeah, so right now we're just trying to get out of town. So what what could you guys use to get out of town? I have good history, insight, medicine, perception, and religion. Perception could work. Yeah, perception to to try to try to find a. You could be watching, noticing yeah. when the watch patrols, and you can. Oh, yeah. you're trying trying to find a good time to make a break in the middle of the night, so you guys get out of town. Yeah. We'll do that. Perception. Oh. Okay. Uh, Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Okay, good. So you guys make it out of town, and that one is a success. So if you could reset your your uh, tokens there. And now we need to do the same thing all the way back. You are out of Col uh, the docks of Colesque and headed back towards the Great Tabaxi Library. So um, we'll start. Let's see. Red, that was you. Yeah. So I guess we're starting right at the top of the order with black again. Um, so what do you want to do? You're, you're at the edge of uh, Colesque. You got the, the hilly downs in front of you before you get to the Great Forest of Valis Calliae. Uh, probably do if I can. Um, hit athletics again because everyone's tired because we've been pushing really hard. Okay. To keep them going just as hard to get back in a quick time. Um, well, actually, that would probably be the constitution, constitution check if you did that. So, um, 12. 12? No. So, you guys make a break for it, but, um, everybody is, is, you know, it's middle of the night. Everyone's pretty tired and they start faltering well before you get to cover. Uh, okay. So, Jade. Okay, uh, I'm gonna use stealth to try to make a track. Sure. She forgot oh. to take the jingle bells off her ankles. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, basically, uh, you know, everyone starts flagging, and you guys are looking for a place maybe to bed down, even though you're not immediately close to the eaves of the forest yet. And Jade says, no, this way, this way, over here, here. And you go over a uh, hill, and right there is a, a caravan camp. And you guys end up, once again, having to double back and go give them a wide berth in order to, uh, to stay clear. And so it's the wee hours of the morning with uh, the uh, sky lightning in the east before you guys finally get a chance to rest. 
And once again, well shy, well shy of uh, Ballas Kalii, so you're out kind of in the open. Okay, Carl, can you do anything to, to salvage the situation? Yeah, so I figure that at least recently we may have been uh, seen, so I'm kind of questioning our, our direct path. So I'm going to do a wisdom check to determine if uh, we should take an alternate route or continue on this one safely. 16. Okay, good. So, um, Call basically tests the, uh, the winds and, and uh, takes a look around and, and uh, evaluates your situation and, and figures, figures when the, the, best, uh, the best way to go which route to get you back to Vilas Kalii. Okay, and now Red. Knowing so, that we would have to cross a major road, um, mm -hmm. I'm going to use stealth to help get us across that. Okay, good. So, um, it good advances you automatically. Okay, and call. So, uh, four successes and three failures. This one's the journey back is not going nearly as well. Oh, I'm gonna try to be creative here. Everyone's using stealth and survival. What would a druid do? I have animal handling. How could I use that in a way? Could I pick up a bird? Or, or coax a deer and kind of flush it out to go in a way that they know of that we may not have. Does that sound legitimate? Yeah, so you'd basically just uh, go and, and follow the, uh, yeah. the uh, nearest game and, and uh, you know, communicate to it that you need to, to uh, find the best yeah. track It's home. not animal speaking, but handling. Yeah. I figure I can coax it in some way. <laughs> All right. Not 20. Okay, good. So you uh, you basically uh, see a deer and just kind of with uh, your druid speak and, and uh, hand motions kind of indicate your, your need and it sort of takes off into the woods and your guys are able to follow it and, and uh, go on trails that you would not have tried before. And Red? Um, since I always talk to my imaginary friend and my imaginary friend uh, tends to dictate my life, can I use religion to speak with him? It's not a religious thing. It's a psychology thing. That's sanity. Yeah. Can I make a sanity? No, um, no, you already failed. Wouldn't that be intelligence? Yeah. Auto, auto fail. <laughs> intelligence. Would that be intelligence? I don't see how the, intel the imaginary friend is going to help you in this one. The good history. Unless you want his history to remember some old... Forgotten Tabaxi Trail that we might be able to still use to speed our way. That could also be nature. I have, I have a pretty good nature. Well, nature would be making a trail. He's talking about trying to recall. Hey, yeah, so whole, you, you whole, could whole, no one ever you could you could use history to re remember the uh, maps that are in your library. Yeah, and uh, see if you can recall any of the ones that you guys have with different trails. Oh, oh. thank you for picking up the pace for our missing player. Yeah. Um, is there anything I can do? To well, and that one's an auto fail unless you've got something that allows you to have some reroll for any Not reason. Luck. No. Mr. Snuffleupagus help you here. All right. I tried. Okay, I tried. and so that's four failures. So, so what? So basically, Red says, "Okay," and he's trying to remember the maps, and he's like, "I, I remember this one map that we had in there it had all these crisscrossing trails. If we take this one here, we'll be able to uh, get back." at least six hours faster. And 
at the end of the day, you guys come out and realize you're on the edge of the forest, on the edge of the uh, road, and you've gone kind of almost, you know, 45 degrees the direction you really wanted to go. And uh, you guys do finally uh, get on a proper trail and get back to the library, but you guys end up losing basically the two days um, between the trip out and trip back that you guys had as wiggle room. So, unfortunately, you guys are now up against the time wall. Yeah, so, yes, yeah. <laughs> and we still failed the challenge. Five yeah. failures. No, we totally. didn't fail the challenge. <laughs> the siblings' combined effort. Thanks, Mister Snuffleupagus. Yeah. Okay, so you guys do roll back into into uh, into the library. Obviously, people are just completely alarmed. They're like, "Where have you been? We we're expecting you, you know, two days ago. Are you okay? Did everything go well? What happened?" And um, they, uh, you know, it went fine. And in, instead of having time to prepare and head up the hill, you guys basically just have to go in, um, you know, get some new fresh underwear and and uh, some new supplies. And refill your water skins and immediately start burying the body. Poor, uh, poor Moon up the hill and uh, take off just pretty much as soon as you can re rearm and refresh. And away you go. Now we have to make it up the hill without any errors. Yeah. Can okay. Can I make my favorite train for us not to get lost so we don't be lined up there? Yes. Because we can't get lost through the forest. Yeah, not in the forest, yeah. Or so, the mountain. Cause... The mountain. Sorry, the log yeah, so you guys, um, and, and actually, um, you know, call you, you know, you know the path pretty well because you've been to this circle on, on all the high holy days, and uh, you, you start leading everybody up there, and you guys are, you know, like I said, had to take off instead of at you know, first thing in the morning, nice and refreshed, you guys ended up taking off in the afternoon. And you guys get up to probably within, you know, a mile or so of the circle. And it is full dark at this point in time. Um, obviously not a huge handicap for the tabaxi, but still not, uh, not what you were hoping for. Um, and then everybody roll for me perception. Fourteen. 14 from black. 21 from call. Okay. What's that? Okay, so call got the high roll, mm -hmm. and that's kind of appropriate. Um, call, all of a sudden, you hear a um, tweeting of a bird that doesn't belong in this neck of the woods, and you know that that's actually one of the secret signs of your order. And um, so, someone, someone of your order is is off the trail ahead of you to the right, trying to get your attention. Okay. So, assuming I know what to do in this case, um, so I will shift into a bird of my own and reply with the the call, and my equipment merges in with me too. Okay, and yes. And um, and whoever is up there ahead of you um, beckons you to come forward with the party. Mm -hmm. So I shift back into Tabaxi and say, "All right, 
been invited up. Thank you. And the storm clouds part. Yeah. And um, it is actually the elder of your order, the one who is supposed to be stationed at the Druid Circle, the one who's supposed to be in attendance. And he's uh, right there in front of you, and he looks pretty beaten up. He's got uh, a bunch of you know slash marks and, and claw marks, and um, he's you know nursing a pretty good blood or black eye. Um, he clearly has been through something. And I go up, Master. What what has happened here? He says, "Call. What what are you doing here? Uh, I've, not that I'm unhappy to see you. I I would have called for you myself if I had the ability." Well, uh, one of our friends uh, fell, fell in, in the desert, and I was coming to hope that you had magic to restore him. He says, of course, but we would need to do that in the circle. And I'm afraid I have some very bad news. The, uh, I was in attendance as I was supposed to be during you know this lunar month, uh, and all of a sudden... Creatures of undeath came out of the forest. I barely made it out of there alive myself. Um, for all I know, they still hold the circle against us. So, fortunately, the, the undead have had to uh, attack our library as well. We were able to fend them off. Yes, I heard about that. So Excellent work. So, let us use our skills to fend this horde off as well. This is very good. Uh, he says, my, my powers are drained, but I will uh, pray for the return of enough energy to raise your friend, and I will guard the body here while you go and clear the circle. All right. Well, pull off our sleeves. Mm -hmm. uh, Black will... Take the quarterstaff off of his back, which has been wrapped up, and quickly unwrap it. And uh, for the first time, appearance of the group, there's now a very large blade attached to his quarterstaff with the uh, significant emblem with the blade attached to the staff of a what looks like a cat's claws or a telltale signs of a cat scratching against something. The four claw marks, some or three claw marks coming down. Very good. Yeah. Okay. So you guys approach the circle of standing stones, and you guys find two ethereal beings that are just sort of wandering around inside the uh, the ring of stones. Um. There does not seem to be any other creatures here. So either it was just these two that attacked the Archdruid, or whatever other hordes they had with them uh, were able, were, you know, have been dispatched elsewhere and just left these two to hold the circle. So uh, can I, what type of check can I make to see if I know what these are? Um, there would be religion. So up on that, four. No, um, they're they're scary. They're ghosty so before, things. Before the actual 
like at, before we actually engage these, can I use my assess foe ability? Um, yes. Okay. Well, if you can make a successful stealth check to sneak up close enough to see him and not be noticed. Oh yeah, twenty-one. Okay. And what does assess foe get, give you? Okay. Then you take off two die points, and um, I analyze the aura of one creature I see. I learn its current hit point total and all its immunities, resistances, and vulnerabilities. Okay. So you know that the one you're looking at has 55 hit points, and it is resistant as many ethereal undead are to acid fire lightning thunder bludgeoning piercing and slashing from non-magical weapons and it's immune to cold necrotic and poison of course it's immune to poison yeah. why wouldn't it be immune to poison i, I don't know I, from everyone else seems to have really good success with that particular attack um, um, you're all immune now and no vulnerability no nothing is vulnerable to okay um, is there resistance to radiant damage? Um, no. Acid, fire, lightning, thunder, bludgeoning, and piercing of slash slashing from non-magical weapons. Yay! I can't do anything. Okay. You've got a magic bow. Magic bow. I have a magic bow. And what's the weather conditions like? Um, it is a clear night. There, through the trees, you can see the stars. Um, light breeze. I decided that uh, seems to be a, a really good night for travel. Uh, it would be an excellent night to uh, to reincarnate a friend if it wasn't for the undead patrolling around your uh, reincarnation spot. Okay, so why don't you guys give me initiative rolls and you can decide what you're going to do. So, call. Um, Non-natural. Yeah. And Jade? Eight. And Black? Fourteen. And red. 19. Okay, so like just the opposite. 20. Yeah, a natural 20 is a natural 20. You don't plan to go do that. No, you still, you, if you. If you're initiative, it's just yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I was so proud of you. Yeah. Uh, you wasted that 20. <laughs> Hope you don't need it later. Okay, so um, since uh, you guys had the successful stealth roll, you guys can push yourself right on the edge of the map there, anywhere you want. And like here on the edge? Like yep. right here. Mm -hmm. And... Do you just want to be in a line? Okay. And um, we will go with Call. You get to start us off. What are you going to do? So how far away are we? Kind of 40 feet. Um, and... Well, 40 feet from this one. 40 feet. And then some of the switch this one. Okay. So... What am I going to do? What good druids do? Um, I cast an incantation, and then here, the skies are no longer clear. Rolling clouds form and rumble, and I strike with a lightning bolt there. Okay, so um, call starts murmuring an incantation you guys notice just the you know stars disappearing one by one directly over you are and all of a sudden kabam a, a bolt of lightning lances down from the uh, heavens at you so um they need to make 
so within five feet, so just that one is okay. affected now. Um, da, 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 they need to make a deck saving throw. Okay, one deck saving throw coming and in. My right spell up. DC is 14. And they get a six, so she did not see that coming. By the way, these are kind of horrible looking female ethereal forms that just are hovering around the glade. Okay, so 3d10, so that'd be 16. Okay, 16 points of lightning damage. And then... Now, now Red, did you communicate the resistances to everybody? Yeah. Because lightning was one of them. I know the resistance, but okay. it's okay, still good. more. And I'm actually going to step back like 20 feet. Okay. Right there, Greeny. Yeah. Okay, so 16 points is lightning damage to him. And as as predicted, she seems to be mostly resistant to that. But okay. she still took damage. Yep. Okay. And um, that obviously alerts them to your presence. And um, then she gets to go, and she moves forward 40 feet at you guys. So if you can... Um, yep. And actually, she would probably go right for... Is that the paladin there? Mm-hmm. This is the closest one. And she actually uses her horrifying visage. So you know that scene in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark where the angels all of a sudden turn into these horrible creatures? Mm -hmm. That's what happens. She just shrieks at you and her face turns into a mask of horror. And I need a wisdom check for each of you. 19. All of us? All of you. Or a saving throw or a check? It is a wisdom saving throw. So you can use Natural 20. Okay, so everybody here is made of sterner stuff except Call. And so, Call, for the next minute, you are frightened. So, at that point, the cloud dissipates over the circle. Um, you have to roll a concentrate, yeah. uh, constitution saving throw. Yeah, so a frightened creature oh. has disadvantage on ability checks okay. and rolls while the source of the fear is within the line of sight, uh-huh. and the creature can't willingly move closer to the source of its fear. Okay. So, um, yeah, you didn't take any damage or anything. You were just frightened. So right? I have to roll to maintain my concentration. Yes. Yeah. And since it's, it would be with disadvantage for Wait. ability checks. No, it's only okay. if you take damage. Okay. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it has effects. No. Matters. You're fine. Okay. Okay, but you will have to uh, roll with disadvantage when attacking. And you can re-roll this at the end of each turn. Okay, yeah, and with Call yeah. Lightning, I can just keep summoning it for 10 minutes, so okay. I don't have an attack to make disadvantage on. Okay, and next up is Red. What are you going to do, Red? I'm going to use Id, id Insinuation okay. on the other one. Okay. Um, it needs to make an Intelligence Saving Throw. Okay, one intelligence saving throw coming right up. I don't know if you can mind blast something that has mind. Thirteen. Thirteen. Saves. Okay. Okay. So it only takes half damage. Twenty-one is ten points okay. of damage. Psychic. Oh no. Eleven points of psychic damage. Okay. Because I get plus two. Okay, that hurt her, obviously. Okay, and next up is black. Um, 
Got one standard ranks, do you? Yeah, no, I'm just trying to think of what I want to do with, uh, with my bonus action. Um, darn. Okay. So, um, I'm going to cast Heroism myself as my action. Mm -hmm. And then that'll be my turn. Okay. I gain, so I gained three temporary hit points, and I am now immune to being frightened. Okay. And you just kind of glow quickly with uh, a golden light. A golden, yeah. A greenish shield kind of encircles okay. my skin and it becomes disappearing. Okay. Um, and then... Also, it's starting to my turn as long as the spell is active, I regain the spell. Okay, good. And then the other one charges red. So if you can move that right at red, 40 feet. 35, all right. Sounds good. Okay. And then she takes a slash at you with her... Uh, Undead hands. Boy, it's gonna die right here, right now. <laughs> and gets a 15 to hit you. Does that yeah. hit you? Yeah. Okay. I have no AC. You take 12 points of necrotic damage as she just brushes you. And it's just like, you know, all of a sudden you were just affected by numbing cold. Of course it is. Okay, and then Jade, you get to go. Okay, so I'm going to use Hail of Thorns. Um, really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because the bonus action. Okay. Mine. Mine. <laughs> okay. Go. Okay. Uh, I don't know what to do this. What does Hail of Thorns do? So the next time you hit a creature with a ranged weapon before the attack spell ends, this creature creates a rain of thorns that starts from the ranged weapon or ammunition. In addition to the normal effect of the attack, the target of the attack, any creature within five feet must make a dexterity saving throw. That would be very bad. That would be very, very, that would be very bad. Okay. Because both of them have a creature within five feet of them that's your friend. Hit mine. That's true. You, like, mine. He's, he's got a pretty good save. Yeah. Well, even if I don't, I still have a lot of Okay. And then uh, a creature must take one d10 damage on a failed save or half damage on a failed save. Okay, and you're gonna are you gonna do two bow shots then? After? Yeah. Because that's what you got. Okay. So roll your two hits. Yeah, you definitely hit. Okay, so roll your damage and your thorn damage. And they, they have to make a dexterity save? Yeah. I failed 12. And got a nat one, so that's definitely not saving, and I'm switching dice. Okay, so she hits and just thorns fly everywhere, including into the paladin. And your um, normal bow damage okay. for the other. So, oh my gosh. I'm so sorry. Yeah, um, he only takes the. Mm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's start, let's start with this. Let's not what, no. did the, what did the creature take first? The creature. 15. No, it was earning plus 5 from the bow. So 20. 20. 20. 20 points of damage to the. So what did I take with the thorn damage? 8. 8. Okay, well, that took a chunk out of her. Alright, question. Are you a fossil slayer? Um, yes. And you can have a D8 because you're looking at full health. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, right. They were both not at full health. Mm -hmm. No matter what. Plus four. Okay. 
That's why everybody loves having Jade on their party. One, she doesn't miss, and two, when she hits, she hits like a ton of bricks. Um, I need to make a concentration check on myself. Okay. I do not speak. Oh! Nice. And it just kind of goes fizzle. Mm -hmm. Okay. Kind of whip around, look at Jade, and go back to the target. Okay. And then we get to go to the top. She has a second round. Oh, that's right. She has a second hit. So roll. See if you actually hit with your second hit. 14. Yes, you hit. And like I said, you guys have only ever seen her miss once in your entire life, and that was during the undead invasion. 11. Okay. That takes a chunk out of her as well. So, And we go to top of the order. And the one facing you, um, they're black. All of a sudden, yells out a horrible, keening scream. It's a wail of just pure death and agony. Yes. And all the creatures within 30 feet of her... Everybody. ...that can hear her must make a constitution saving throw. 18. No problem there. 14. Seven. Oh no! So you guys just see Red um, put his hands to his ears or his paws to his ears and then he just crumples to the ground. You have zero hit points, Red. I told you. I so told you I would die. For the rest of you, though... Is he dead or unconscious? He's at zero hit points. Unconscious. For the rest of you, though... Everybody who is not red takes 10 points of psychic damage from the horrible scream. But I'm not dead dead. He's only mostly dead. No, I'm only kind of dead. Not even mostly dead. Okay. I can't even come up and help you because I can't get any closer. You're right. But it's still moving closer to that. No. You can I, can, I guess I can skirt it. Yeah, you can skirt yeah. Okay. I think I'm like right. And do, do you have any healing that works at a distance? Uh, I have cure wound. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, no, that's, that's touch cure. Wor um, healing word. Healing word is a distance, yeah, right? I don't have that. Okay. So yeah, you're gonna have to go up and touch somebody. Okay. So that was her going, and then next up is call. So you obviously, like I said, can't get any closer to her, but and you I could like, skirt her on the outside if you wanted okay, to. I'm I'm ten feet away from where you would be. You would be here. Think. And I would be right in range of that other one. Yeah. Yeah, but then I'm right next to that one. Do you have healing word? No. Sorry. What spells do you have um, there, Jade? I have Hail of Thorns and Snares, Red, Castle Red, Chasing Sorcerer. Mm -hmm. might, might want to pack in one of the healing ones next time, just in case. Okay. And. I'm not so sure I would. Get that close to another one of these mm -hmm. things. If I'm already so it's still your turn. What do you want to do? Um, ring to ring. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to. Which one of these is looking more blotchy? Well, obviously, the one that just got okay, thorned. So I will continue uh, my onslaught on that one. Okay. Does the lightning only affect the one creature? Anything within five feet. Okay. So. So could I strike here and get both? Um, Are they just out of range? They'd be both just out of range then. Okay, so then I need to strike here so I don't hit 
Okay, uh, anyone else. So you're gonna bring it down next to the standing stone just, so you get the storm is here, it just <laughs> sends lightning down. I'll strike that spot. Does I have to beat a fourteen? On okay. Deck save. One deck save coming right up. And they get a sixteen this time. Alright, so I did sixteen, so eight, and then resistance, so I guess four. Four points of damage, yeah. Oh. So uh, she is still standing. But, but I'm going uh, to step right back in. another 20 feet. So am I, how many feet away am I? 40. Yeah, so I'm out of range from any keening whale. And I can, as long as I can see them at within 120 yes. feet, I can... And you can repeat your, your frightened roll. Minutes. You can repeat your frightened roll. Okay, so that's just a constitution. Wisdom saving throw. Wisdom plus it. So... 15. Yes, you're able to shake it off. Don't you have to do it with disadvantage? Um, ability yeah. check, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Can I can I cast a cantrip as a bonus action? Um, no, because, yeah, if you do cantrip, you can only do... Uh... If you have to use a bonus action spell to be able to use a cantrip. Yeah. yeah, well, actually, yeah. yeah. So you can do a cantrip and a bonus action spell, okay, or yeah. you could do... All right, so then I'll just... Uh, I have to roll that again. So it's an 18, so okay, you, 15 was my life. Yeah, so you shake it off. You're able to uh, you recover from your fright. Okay, and next up is Red, who is going to give us a death saving throw. No. And were these things okay. resistant to fire? Yes. One unhappy face for Red. And next we move to Black. you got a critter standing right in front of you, Black. What are you going to do? I'll take two sweats at it. Okay. Roll to hit. Uh, 23 on the first one. Well, you definitely hit. And that's with your magic staff slash glaive. My glaive. Um, I'm going to dump a smite into this. Okay. So at level one, I'll get 2d8, but it's undead, so I get another d8. So if I was 3d8, am I doing that right? Sounds right. Two, three. So I got... 12 points of smite damage and 10 points of or 14 points of slashing damage from the magical weapon. Okay, and you basically just see an arc of light off of his glaive and he just cleaves her clean in two right in the middle. And she just dissipates into so many vapors right in front of you. Awesome. Um, and then I will... Is there a smite Um, Yeah. We'll check and see. Yeah. Uh, That's yes. So as a bonus action, I'm going to cast Searing Smite, which has a D6 fire damage, and I will approach the second creature and swipe at it. Okay. So you advance forward and take a slash on the other one. Uh, fifteen. Definitely hits. Okay, so jump another Smite. So one D8, two D8, three D8, two D6. And then the the five. Searing Smite is that fire damage? Yeah. Okay, so they're resistant, so just have that. Ah, uh, right. But pile onto it. Uh, five, nine points of radiant damage, three points of fire damage. Uh, I rolled a two on my weapon die, and I get a great weapon die, and get three roll ones or twos. That's pretty nifty. Uh, eight points, 12 points of slashing damage. So 24 total? Uh, three, nine, 12. 15, 24 points of damage total. Excellent. You uh, do quite a, quite a chunk of damage there. 
That's what paladins are so cool. Okay, that, that seriously hurt her. She's not at all happy. Okay, and she gets to go again. And um, once again, uh, she turns to you and wails. And thankfully, Red, mm-hmm. it says, you know, you must be able to hear her. You cannot hear anything now since right. you are unconscious. So everybody um, that's in range, which would be, uh, is, is, uh, is uh, Jade at 30, within 30 feet? Um, no, just, just outside of it. She's just up. That is 30 feet. Okay, she's just close enough to be touched. 15, 20. Oh, yeah, she's just within. Okay, so both Jade and. Uh, And uh, Black must give me a um, Constitution saving throw. 17. Okay, you withstand her whale. 13. You withstand her whale, barely. But you both take the psychic damage from it. Uh, And 11. 11 points of psychic damage to both of you. Okay, and then Jade, you get to go. Yay, I'm going to pull out my bow and try to hear again. Okay. Wait, can I use another? No, never mind, I won't. Okay. Might as well. Well, because I don't want to hit him again. Oh, and you would also hit me, which would like, basically yeah. kill me. Not instant kill, but it definitely would give you another unhappy face and yeah. leave you down to just one. You hit. And I'm going to use my Colossal Flare to get to Six. Uh, eleven. Okay. And she's still standing, but looks pretty, uh, pretty iffy. I can do it again. Twenty-seven. Definitely hits. Can I use my Colossal Flare or no? Yes. Just no. No? Return. Okay. Ten. Okay, and that finishes her off. Um, just over your shoulder there, Black, the, it, these arrows just zing zing either side of your head, and one goes into the shoulder, and the other one just goes right through her neck, and once again, just like punches a hole, and she just evaporates into so many undead vapors. Okay, so I'm going to run up and tend to Red's wounds. Okay, what, do, what are you going to cast upon him? I, I, I wave you off and just lay hands and put mm-hmm. 15 hit points back. You can do that other thing too, all right? What other things so Healing first side points. Yeah. Well, well if he, if he's got if he's got he uh. Actually, you got spells to spare. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll still do 15 on top of it. Oh. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see. Let's hear one. Here one says one d8 plus my spell casting ability modifier. Is that my attack plus your wisdom? Wisdom plus okay. 1d8 plus 3. Okay, so I will do that for you. 10. Back up to 25. 25. Okay, so you, you're feeling much relieved, and while you're doing that, I'm assuming that Black and Jade, you guys run back down the trail and yeah. pick up the. Uh, you want to move the me arch druid. Grab the arch druid, grab the remains of moon, moons over my hammy, and bring them up here. And uh, so the uh, Archdruid says, thank you, thank you very much. You guys have cleansed the circle. Let us see to your uh, fallen comrade. And 
what then begins is an hour-long incantation where he uh, basically just for an hour um, starts circling the body, applying the unguents and the oils. He starts scribing uh, magical glyphs um, all over the body. Um, within about 15 minutes, you guys notice that beads of sweat start appearing on his upper lip. Um, and within half an hour, um, perspiration is, is coursing down, um, you know, the sides of his face and his hair is matted with, with sweat. Um, clearly this is a lot more strenuous than just walking around and, and, uh, and chanting. Um, and in the last couple minutes, you guys notice, um, this green energy just start to, first it's just the faintest of outlines. But then it grows stronger and stronger and stronger. And his words, the magical words he's using, um, start to reverberate until it sounds like they're just echoing off of all of the stones of the circle. And he finally pronounces the final syllable. And Moon's body is just engulfed in this green aura. It's so bright you can't even look directly at it anymore. And then, Moon, if you would possibly roll for me percentile dice. Okay, so I'm looking at the reincarnation thing. Yep. But I believe Tabaxi should be an option. Yes, in fact, actually, um, they would take the place of the half-orc in here. Okay, so... All right. I can't wait for this. I, I yes, love yeah. reincarnation so much. So roll me percentile dice. 21. You come back as a mountain dwarf. So the, the exact opposite. <laughs> so the uh, the um, glow suffuses, and then all of a sudden you see it contracting and contracting until it's maybe half of the size, but just about as broad as it was before. And you're instead of a leaf feline body, you guys are looking down at the stocky bearded body of a dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do? He says, it is the will of nature. One never knows what comes back when it's reincarnated. But don't worry, this is still your friend. He has all of his memories, his skills and his abilities, all of his foibles and his, and his advantages as did before. Now with just a different body. And Moon? Different body. You sit up. He doesn't have cat's claws. Oh, no. cat's claws and all my modifiers are going to change. Yeah, so I have to do all that. And that's where we're going to end today. Okay, well, obviously uh, this wasn't an episode we were planning on doing, but we were missing another player. Jesse was out again, as you probably noticed, and luckily Melanie was able to fill in. And so it seemed like a good idea to pull this one out, because obviously we lost one of the players, or um, the characters rather, in the previous Tabaxi episode. So it was a good time to come and complete that whole circle. Um, for the skills challenges going there and back, 
when we got set up for this episode, I was thinking about it and realized that we had just done that journey in the previous time that the Tabaxi were together. So I think the last thing you as a listener wanted to hear was yet again them having to do the sneak there and back. So it seemed like a much uh, easier way of doing the whole thing just to do a pair of skills challenges to get there and back. And once again, as we said, this is Rodrigo's rules from the Critical Hit podcast. So thank you, Rodrigo, for those. And anyways, interesting result. We now have a dwarf in the tabaxi party, which will be very interesting when we see the party again. Speaking of which, maybe we can get back to the regular party after this. Things are kind of hanging on the edge. Who knows what's going to happen there? We'll just have to wait and see in the next episode. Until then, let us know what you think. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the Past Podcast on Facebook. Articles and artwork are available at poolmedia.podbean.com. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head.